Icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. We stand tall and brave and courageous in our journeys, and we really become focused and committed to showing and shining a light on our God-given gifts. Let's be iconic together. Hey icons, welcome to today's podcast. I have a guest today who became a fast friend. We met in California through a mastermind we're both a part of and just really enjoyed getting to know her, but she has also been a huge influence in my life when it comes to health. Lindsay Holsey is a founder of the Fit Cycle app, which I use every single day, and is a retired nurse, thriving business owner, and lifestyle entrepreneur. As a Texas native, she went from working shift work, climbing the corporate ladder, to helping women ditch the quick fix mindset and create a sustainable lifestyle through cutting edge nutritional cycling and targeted training. Friends, this fabulous friend of mine is here to talk all things health, and she's also up to some new things in business. So Lindsay, thank you for being here, and maybe you can catch us up on where you're at and what's new and exciting in your life. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here. And I mean, I feel like we just spent like the last 15 minutes catching up and we could go on forever. And that's just something that I love about our friendship. Like we never skipped a beat. So excited to be here today to chat all things health and wellness. And yes, I have decided to start another business. It's called SAS Fluential and it's going to be a, an app development company for fitness professionals and online business coaches to really help bridge the gap between those high-end app development fees and creating an actual affordable platform that coaches and fitness professionals can have their own mobile app in the app store. So that's something that we're working on developing. I partnered with my developers and I just saw such a need for entrepreneurs because having your own mobile app in the app store and having that real estate on somebody's phone is so valuable and it should not be out of reach for the everyday entrepreneur like you and I. So, um, I'm really excited to be able to kind of bridge that gap and put that on my resume. That's so exciting to me because that has been something that's been percolating for a long time, even in my business. So I can't wait to partner with you and, and expand on that some more. Tell me when you say prime real estate on somebody's phone, maybe expand on that. And why would a coach or a fitness trainer want something like this for their businesses? So I think all of our biggest fears as online entrepreneurs with social media is one day social media not being there. And granted, you know, I don't feel like Facebook and Instagram are ever going away, but you're basically renting space in their house. You know, like they have the ability to say, you know what, Jen, I don't like what you posted today. So I'm not going to let you post for the whole week or they kind of have that control. And so the same thing goes to everybody, all these online classes that we take where they're like, own your audience. You know, the best way to own your audience is, you know, get their email address just in case social media went away and you could send them a little newsletter or whatever. Well, the thing is now emails are getting so inundated with junk mail and you're not reading them and things are getting lost that when you actually own prime real estate on somebody's phone, they they opted in for you to be there. And they opted in for those push notifications where you can come in and either give your daily affirmation, your motivation, or your, Hey, my podcast just dropped today. You know, be sure to subscribe or any other launch that you're doing. The first thing that they're going to see that morning is your message from you. They know you, they're allowing you to be there in their space. And it's just instant access in your return on investment is right there in the push notifications and having that access to them without your messaging and your launch getting lost in emails or social media and all the white noise. 
I think every single one of us have at some point watched a show where they create those before and afters with women where they sit down and they get their hair and makeup and styling done and they walk out at the end of the show and we're all sitting on pins and needles, the anticipation of what will they look like and what will they feel like. Didn't we all sort of desire that in some way, shape or form when we would watch those women walk out with joy and confidence exuding out of their pores? Sometimes that was more of an off factor to me than the actual look that was created. And I've always just been so intrigued about style and mindset and growing businesses and growing relationships and personal habits and leadership. And I have wrapped it all up for you in this new program, The Entrepreneur Makeover. It starts October 7th. It is perfect time to take your business from where it is today and move it towards that six-figure business that you know you're capable of. This is your call out. This is your call to actually step in and do the work. We are going to create transformations and before and afters every single week for six weeks. We're going to take you and really transform that person that we're going to give grace and love and gratitude towards that person you show up on the call as. And then we're going to gravitate and move towards that future version of yourself. And you will leave the call a different person with a different pep in your step. That's my promise. That's my guarantee. We're going to work on all things. You will find your marketing and your sales and your leadership will all transform as a result of you becoming that next highest version of you. I'm telling you, your business and your life is waiting for that. You're the missing piece. If you feel stuck, if you're in comparison, if you're resisting, if you're tired and you're just so hungry for more, but you don't know the how, this is for you. You have until October 7th. Doors close. This is my first round. So I'm offering it at 50% off and I've picked the price with intention. The price are angel numbers and those angel numbers actually mean transformation. So as you enroll, you are fully committing to that transformation you know you need. And the beautiful piece to this, friends, is 50% of everybody who enrolls. It will go towards a beautiful organization called the Rising Angels who actually help rehabilitate women who have been victims of sex trafficking. Let's transform our lives. Let's transform our business and let's impact and transform a life we don't even know by simply stepping into our greatness. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Makeover. Go over to the website, jenspiegel.com, J-E-N-S-Z-R-Z, you choose, P-I-G-I-E-L.com. It's right there. Enroll now, jump in the deep end and let's go. Let's finish 2020 with that momentum and that beautiful six-figure business that we know you know you can have. This is your call out. This is your invitation. Oh my goodness, this is juicy. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I like this. You're you're speaking my love language. And oh, I yeah, yeah it's it, I think everybody's sort of creeping and trying to find that magic potion to get in front of their audience. And I firmly believe this is the way. I really do. Oh, so yeah. I am all for what you are positioning. And again, I can't wait to learn from you. And, and it's really interesting when you said, you know, how people are trying to own their audience and through email. And I agree. I, you know, then we hear about text marketing. What do you yeah. think about text marketing? Is there something there? 
Uh, girl, all of the text marketing that I'm getting, and I'm sure it's going to be the exact same ways with emails. I've, I've got 110 text messages right now that are unread. Mm. And I can probably say 50% of them are marketing emails. And I have not opened a single text from a business. Right. But when you see those notifications come across your phone from an app, you swipe, you swipe to read, you know, the news notification, you swipe to read, or even if you were to do a push notification with a discount code, like here, access your discount code here. And, you know, sign up for my VIP icon course, you know, mm. and nobody else gets that discount, only the people that have your app. So it's a really good way to kind of market there too. But um, I think having your own app and having the ability to have those push notifications is way more valuable than text marketing. Oh, this is good. This is good. And so is this cost effective for someone? Like is an app really expensive for someone to start? Or is this something that you are missioning in your company that it's affordable? Like, What is the investment like? Yeah. So, um, I think that if you were going to try and because I've been there and that's the whole thing is I've like lived this life for the last two years and I've gone through different developers and I've wasted tens of thousands of dollars on the wrong developers. So I'm just really creating that roadmap of here. This is where I've been. This is everything you don't want to do. And these are, you know, everything that you need. And so it's really interesting because there's so many things about app development. I think this is what bogs people down is just the overwhelmingness of where to begin. Um, and so, so just the value of having somebody to walk you through that kind of pays for itself tenfold. But I mean, if we could put it into perspective, like, you know, I probably have spent over $200,000 on my custom app, you know, and part of that has been wasted on the wrong developers, probably like, you know, 30,000 of that. I didn't make the right choice in the beginning and luckily connected with the developers that I have now who have just like taken my app to the next level. So, um, so that kind of puts it into perspective for, you know, and that really is, I mean, we're constantly adding future features to my app, constantly making it better to where, you know, I think that the fit cycle is now considered like medium to high end of an app. So if you're having to pay $60,000 for it traditionally, you know, this is what everybody tells you is you have to pay, you know, six figures to have a high end app. Well, now we're able to kind of bring that to our audience at a cheaper price point because we already have the framework there. We already have the features. I already know what features business coaches and fitness professionals are going to want in their app. Um, and then, you know, also taking, um, features from business professionals like you that we may not have thought of. And we're able to build those out on the front end to where the investment isn't as big for our customers. So they're able to actually purchase an app and have an app in the app store for like a fraction of the time period that it would take to build out a custom app from the ground up. And then also like a fraction of the price, like a third of the price. That's so good. And you know what, that leads me into fit cycle. Cause I do want to talk about that. But what I love is how you just told me that everything's done. It's almost like a cookie cutter process for someone who would have no idea even where to start to build an app. So I love that you've done the background and you've also shown the evidence of having a really successful app. So not only have you walked through this yourself in your own journey, but now you're able to turn around and let your hindsight be the gift for your clients clients coming forward who have never had any experience. Yeah, exactly. I kind of think of it as like a mobile app concierge agency. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of, I'll walk you through every step of the way. And then, you know, we've already optimized our Facebook ads because targeting ads is a little bit different in your cost per install, right? Like you have a little bit of a longer journey rather than just like, you know, an online program where you lead them to your website and they go. So we've really spent the last six months optimizing 
and targeting our audience and figuring out, you know, how do you get your cost per install super low um, so that you're not using the whole LTV of your client to invest in just gaining that one client. So that's another piece that we're pulling into SaaSfluential is really that kind of that marketing consulting as well, um, because we really already have that built out too. Oh, good. This is so good. I cannot wait to talk further on this. Really, I can, because I know memberships are a really big thing right now. But again, you're really sitting on a platform that you don't belong to. Like it's, it's your renting space, as you called it. And I really love the idea of having a hub that really belongs to you, that you can build this community and feel in control of the future of it versus risking something over on a platform that you're right. You could post something today and they just don't like it. And so it doesn't get seen. It's really quite interesting actually. And and it can be frustrating for people trying to build a brand. Well, it's frustrating because we spend so much time creating that content, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like a third or no, 3% of your audience sees it. And so that's, I think what is most frustrating is that you, you could spend a whole week creating like this content or your launch and, you know, or your blog and not even 3% of your audience is going to see it. But if you put it in an app, your whole audience is going to see that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have a separate conversation about this, but friends, if you've ever thought for yourself, especially fitness trainers, I just don't know why someone wouldn't. I think this is so important for someone who does online fitness coaching or nutritional coaching. So I'm just going to say, if you have ever thought of an app, Lindsay's your girl. I can tell you right now, she's full of integrity. She's forward thinking, and you need to go see the fit cycle app. And it's so well done. So maybe we can walk through like how that develops. You went from nursing and now you're like this amazing, I want to call you like a health guru, because that's the one thing I appreciate about the fit cycle. It's not just nutrition. It's not just workouts. You really have given like a one-stop shop for someone who wants to elevate their health. And as a consumer of that, I want you to know how grateful I am. It's, it's so good. So tell me where that idea came from and how FitCycle became a real thing. I really feel like my interest in nutrition and health and wellness came about in nursing school. I've always been active and did sports and everything, but when you're going through nursing school, you take prerequisites that have to do with a little bit of nutrition, but you don't get a ton of nutrition. Um, And then went through nursing school, did the whole ICU thing, and then ended my career in home health and hospice. And along that journey, I had kind of... um, you know, climbed the corporate ladder, I guess you could say, and was a regional director of sales for a home com- a home health company in North Texas. And the reason why I did that is because I was so, I love home health. If I, if my businesses were not working out for me right now, I would 100% go back into home health and hospice. That's how passionate I was about it. And my passion really lied with educating the physicians on why they needed to send their patients to our home health and hospice company, like how mm-hmm. home health could benefit their patients so well, like what we could do as nurses in their home and be the eyes and ears for the physician and just, you know, the comfort level that we could give hospice patients and their families. I mean, that was where my passion lied. And so the only thing with that is that I was also educating the patients on their disease processes and things that they could do to decrease exacerbations and how to change up their diet. But at that point, you know, when they're almost at the end of life, they're kind of like, you know what, I'm at the end of life. I want to eat what I want. And this is what I've been doing. And, you know, I'm stuck in my ways. There are those that were like, you know what, I'm dedicated to change. And I was grateful for them. And I was grateful for all of my patients, but I just kind of felt like I was getting there a little bit too late. So that led me to start 
educating myself on preventative measures that we as women could do at our age to help decrease the disease exacerbation and pathology and um, kind of the progression. And so that's what led me into looking at all of these means like intermittent fasting and, um, you know, how to feel your body. And so I found intermittent fasting and carb cycling about three years ago and uh, just really was, I loved it. It was the one thing that I was like, I really learned the why behind the what, and I was no longer scared to eat carbs. I could go out to date night with my husband um, and eat whatever I wanted. So, um, so it was really eye-opening. That's the one thing I have to be honest with you. Cause I've, I mean, I'm a certified health coach and I'm also, um, someone who has been on a health journey. I feel like it's just been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. And someone who also has suffered from feeling and shame around food and feeling like that food is bad. It's bad for me. It makes me gain weight or whatever it may be. Carb cycling has been for me and I'm very new to this, but following your app has been very new to me to realize it's not about that's bad for me. It's whether I can fit that in today based on the movement I'm doing. And, you know, I don't love the idea of saying you can never have pizza again in your life because what do you crave as soon as you say you can't have something? It's pizza. And so, right. Yeah. So for me, it was that, that permission to enjoy the things I've always enjoyed and not to look at things with shame around them, but actually enjoy that glass of wine, but do it in a way that serves my body that day. Cause there's some days I know your low carb days when I follow, it's like that glass of wine doesn't fit in today. So you're not having it. Mm-hmm. And it's been really great for someone who hasn't always had a great relationship with food. This has helped me gain a better relationship with food. So I'm really grateful for that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's really the goal. And I think it's all about the education. Like if I was just to tell you, oh, you should match your high carb day with your strength days and you should match your low carb days with your uh, cardio days. I think it would just be like a, you know, we kind of get into this habit of being like, well, you know, just because you told me to do it, I'm not going to do it. But once you learn the why and how your body's actually using those carbs on a strength day to build your muscle and replenish your glycogen and how it's depleting on the low carb days, I think once you learn all of that and you really understand the why, I think that's when the transformation in your mindset comes in too. Just because we've all been told less is more, eat less carbs, eat less calories, eat less fat. And so we're scared that all of these things are going to make us fat when in essence, that's just not true. Mm. Okay. So let's get to the why, because as a consumer, like a client of yours and someone who is figuring things out, I need to know the why. So if you tell me, don't do this, I'm a little bit rebellious in my mindset. I'm like, well, don't tell me what I can't do. So I love when someone explains why I want to do this versus don't do this. That is a shift in my mindset. So let's talk about carb cycling and why you would want to have high carbs on a strength day versus low carb on a cardio day. Would you mind explaining that? Yeah, for sure. So with the fit cycle, we typically have two high carb days followed by two low carb days and then two high carb days and Sunday is always a low carb. Um, And the reason that we cycle it that way is one, we are matching our high carb days with a certain type of exercise and we're matching our low carb days with a certain type of exercise. And it's all based on science and how your body uses 
nutrients to fuel your body. So on those strength days, you really want to fuel your workouts and fuel your muscles with those carbohydrates, because when you consume carbohydrates, your body breaks them down into glycogen. And that's what your muscles, your protein kind of flushes the glycogen into your muscles and helps to repair and build up your muscles. So obviously as you work out, you break down your muscles and then the glycogen and the nutrients and the fuel comes in and helps to build those up. And so that's, what's really going to help you to sculpt out those muscles and fill those muscles out. So when you think of your energy stores, and when I say energy, that's anything that's going to provide calories for your body. So calories in is energy. And so it's either going to be carbs, fats, or protein. And so if you think of your energy stores, like a bucket, you've got your fat stores at the bottom, your own, you know, your stored fat stores, and then you've got your carbs on top. So if you're constantly filling your bucket with carbohydrates, that's eating, you know, high carb every single day, you're never able to tap into your body's own fat stores at the bottom. But so you have those first two high carb days where you're eating high carb, you're doing your strength workout, you're filling your carbohydrate bucket. Well, then we follow it with two low carb days. And that's when you slowly start to empty out and what I call depleting your glycogen stores so that you're able to tap into your own fat source. So visually, if you think of it as you're like dumping out those carbohydrates on those two low carb days, and then all you have left at the bottom is your own body's fat source. And so that's where the magic happens. And that's where you're actually able to use your body's own fat stores as fuel and energy and where you're able to bring that fat. And so that's kind of a little bit of the science behind the carb cycle. Now with your low carb days, the two days that you're depleting your glycogen stores and you're tapping into your own fat stores, you're going to want to do like quick bursts to get the glycogen out fast. So that's going to be like your sprints, your high intensity interval training, your cardio, those type of exercises are what's going to allow you to tap into your body's own fat stores. Oh, okay. This makes total sense to me. And it was interesting because I did notice that I was like, okay, I'm doing um, heavier cardio on low carb days. So I knew there was sense to it all, but this yeah. just help me really identify what the goal is each day. And I love that you said do sprints and like bursts of energy on those low carb days. Cause I'll definitely make sure I'm more aware of that. That's really, really good advice. So is there anything to do with caloric intake? So I talk to a lot of women a lot, and this is a big conversation amongst women because I think most of us, we're still coming up with our own identity in terms of loving our bodies and our health and so on and so forth. But I know so many women who say to me, oh, I'm going on vacation. So I'm just like starving myself for the next couple of weeks to lose weight, which makes me anxious even saying that out loud because for a lot of women, their coping mechanism or the way they treat their bodies to lose weight. And I just want them to know there's a different way. So what would you say to someone who has that kind of mentality. Like I'm going to starve myself to feel better about the way my body looks. First thing that I would ask is why do they think that they have to starve themselves to get to a certain point? And I know the answer it's because society has told us that we have to eat less to get the body that you're wanting. But then what I would go in and do is kind of educate on what that low caloric intake is actually going to do to your body. And then what it's going to do when you actually go on vacation, like you're going to eat, you're going to eat way more than you were eating when you were starving yourself before you went, what that's going to do to you. And then how hard it's going to be to actually get that weight off after the vacation. Mm. And so when you start to look at caloric deprivation, our bodies are so smart. So when we all have a BMR, basal metabolic rate that your body functions optimally at, as far as, you know, the caloric needs that you need, if you're eating less than that, your body is going to start to stop doing 
things that you don't need to stay alive, like reproduction or losing fat. Like you don't need to lose fat to stay alive. Your body actually is going to hold on to fat because it doesn't know when it's going to get its next nutrient store. And so as you're depriving, your body gets smart and it starts to adapt to that low calorie. So if you're only eating a thousand calories, your body is going to learn to live off of a thousand calories and it's not going to do anything extra to help you out. And then as you, when you go on vacation, so your body it's, you know, it's used to be a thousand calorie intake. And then you go on vacation, you're eating 2,500 calories a day. Um, and so you're essentially eating, you know, in a 1500 calorie surplus. So, um, so that's where the weight gain comes from, from like vacation and afterwards. And then, so you really just wrecked havoc on your metabolism. Sorry, yeah. my dogs are barking in the background. My, mine is too. I just put mine on mute because she was talking back. So we've got some, some dogs saying amen to all you're saying. <laughs> it's all good. And this is what this podcast is all about. It's real. So I'm really okay with all of that. So don't you worry, but that's a really good explanation. And I think what most people probably know is truth, but somehow we want to punish ourselves to receive the health or the body we're looking for. When I think the message you come and bring across through your app and just in how you speak about health is realizing you can eat and you can have the optimal body for you because we're all so different, but you can feel really comfortable in your own skin and eat and have a really good relationship with food. And I love all that you're doing with that. Now I do have a question though, intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. So I, I know from what I know with my health coaching is that's just a really great break for your body, for your body, just not to be constantly digesting food, but I'd love to know why you sort of partner that with carb cycling. Is there a reason you do both of those together? Yeah. So a lot of it has to do with your insulin response and becoming insulin resistant. You know, a lot of us, as we eat more and kind of how society has us eating is a lot of us have become insulin resistant for anybody that's new to intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting, you eat every single day. It's just a period of time where you give your body digestive rest. And typically what that rest window looks like is from 8 PM in the evening to noon the next day. So it's the most common protocol to do is a 16, eight protocol. So a 16 hour rest window, and then a, a eight hour eating window. Um, and so essentially in the eight hour eating window, you're eating all the calories that your body needs. So like right now, like my BMR and like for how active I am, you know, 1800 calories in an eight hour window is what I'm getting in there. I'm not eating less. And so that's where a lot of people get it wrong in the media when they're reading things is they're like, Oh, intermittent fasting only works because you're only eating a thousand calories. If you have somebody that's teaching intermittent fasting, telling you to eat that low, like you need to run and head for the hills. But a lot of intermittent fasting, yes, it does help with digestive rest and cell regeneration and turning over dead cells into new cells. And that's why it's basically like the new anti-aging trend is because you're allowing your body that rest from digestion to really focus on healing yourself. So like in the ancient days, they used to prescribe fasting for people that were sick so they could give their body time to heal and they weren't using all of their energy to digest food. Now, how insulin plays into this. So, um, like I said, every time you ingest carbs or consume carbs, your body turns it into glycogen, which basically raises the sugar in your blood and a natural hormone that's released to counteract a spike in blood sugar is your insulin. And so insulin is actually the antithesis of fat burn. Like anytime insulin is released into your body, you are unable to burn fat. And Hmm. so when you practice intermittent fasting, you allow your blood sugar levels to come down and stabilize your insulin level to stabilize. And that's when you're able to really tap into your 
fat stores. So like all of these myths that you got to eat breakfast first thing in the morning before else you're going to slow your metabolism, or you have to eat every two hours. That's just spiking your insulin and keeping you from burning fat. So, um, so that's kind of what I really focus on. Like, yes, I would talk about like the digestive rest and the cell regeneration and all of the longevity that comes with intermittent fasting. But my thing in teaching my clients is looking for things that are going to spike your insulin to decrease that potential fat burn whenever you're in your fasting window. Okay. Okay. This is good. I'm learning so much. So tell me then from like, when you wake up, I get up really early in the morning. So that would mean like from 5am to 12pm, I'm not having anything. Could I have celery juice? Could I have coffee? Is there something that you can have during that fast that wouldn't break it? Yes. So the rule of thumb is if you can keep your calories in your fasting window below 50, then you should be golden. What I try to recommend to my clients is keep your carbs like below three grams and try to have zero sugar. Now, if you were to take that rule out, I would say you can have water, sparkling water, branch chain amino acids, black coffee, um, no juice or actually celery juice does not break your fast. So you could have the celery juice, but anything other than those things, I would say stay away from. Okay. That's good. Cause that means I can do that. Cause I love starting my day with celery, celery juice. I tend to have honey in my coffee, but that's actually something that even, because one thing about entering in what you eat and what I love about the carb cycling is you become so hyper aware of where you're wasting calories. Oh, and yeah. for me, it's in my honey and my coffee. I'm like, it, it messes me up every day. I'm like, just give it up, but it tastes so good. So I know for me, I just need to like go into either tea or black coffee. I just need to train myself to like that. But I also have had, and I'm not someone who's like super athletic, but I have had a noticeable difference in my workouts when they're fasted. I have better runs, increase in energy, even weights when I've done my home workouts, because I love that you have home workout options or gym options and I work out at home. So I've noticed like I can lift heavier weights, which is surprising because in the past we've been told like eat, eat, eat to have energy to do these things where I have found the polar opposite where I have way more energy when I'm fasted. Yeah. Yeah. And you're definitely not alone because that's one of the other things is brain focus. It's a natural thing that occurs with intermittent fasting as well. And so I mean, that's if I, when I am fast in the morning, like that's when I get most of my work done. That's when I'm most productive. That's when my ideas come to me. But as soon as I eat, it's like all my brain's focusing on is what I'm going to eat next um, because it spikes your insulin and gets your, um, your hunger hormones going. And so your body's kind of ready to go and ready to eat and feel itself for the day. So it's kind of using its focus there. Mm, okay. This is good. So you sold me. Like I'm, I'm so committed to this and you know, I just would challenge any listener to be committed to this as well. There's something very empowering when you are being inquisitive about your health and intentional about your health and stop obsessing over everything you put in your mouth and start learning about what you're putting in your mouth. And the fit cycle really does help you do that. That was where I felt the most confident to date and all of the things I've done in fitness is your app because it just is so self-explanatory. It has recipes. What's your favorite recipe on your app? Oh man, that's hard. Um, <laughs> but I would, I would probably say, which people are going to be like, what the heck? Um, but the healthy hamburger helper, and that's really a community favorite as well, because like it's cheesy, it's pasta y, it's meaty. Like it's all the things that you would want when you're quote unquote, trying to lose weight. And it's just like, you don't feel deprived. And that's really, I feel like that way with all the recipes, but, uh, the healthy hamburger helper would probably have to be my number one fave. 
Okay. I haven't tried that yet. I'll have to give that a try. I have another myth I'd love you to bust, or maybe it's true. Can you have alcohol and still lose weight? Yes, you can. Yay. Every single moderation. Um, <laughs> I will course, say, and it may even be like a different topic for a different day, but one, you just kind of have to lay out your priorities, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you're somebody who drinking wine is a priority for you every day, then you're going to need to fit it into your macros. But if it's like an occasional thing or taking the edge off, um, you know, I definitely don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I will say um, your body it metabolizes alcohol a little bit differently. I think everybody knows that and feels that, and it really provides zero nutritional value for you. So it's just essentially empty calories. And so when, um, when you are carb cycling, you know, I definitely recommend keeping your alcohol to a high carb day and using your alcohol calories for carbohydrates. Cause if you'll notice, you know, your beer, you know, let's take Michelob ultra, for example, it's like 93 calories and it has says it has three carbs. Well, scientifically that just doesn't make sense because for every carb, for every gram of carb, there's four calories. So that would be 12 calories. Well, where the heck are all the other calories? Mm. Um, they don't necessarily get logged, but, um, I would put all of your alcohol calories under your carb content. And if you're trying to do it with your carb cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, like I just love a good glass of wine on during a nice dinner. So again, that was always something that stopped me before because people would tell me, well, if you ever want to have optimal health, you can't have any alcohol. And I don't drink all the time, but I am someone who really appreciates a good glass of wine once in a while. So that again was just so empowering to me because I have walked people through health programs so many times. Like I want to say hundreds of people. And every time I've walked them through a health program, coffee and alcohol were the two things that they would self-sabotage over because in the programs I walked them through in the past, they couldn't have that. It was more of a reset program and they would literally in the first week self-sabotage. And then this is something I want to dive into for my next question for you, but like that next Monday mentality. And this has been, I want to just kind of go in there. That's been something I have struggled with. I should change my words, but and I really have, I've always been that next Monday girl. So I do well Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then Thursday, maybe I indulge a little bit and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll start again next Monday. And I'm sure you hear this over and over again, but I would love some advice right now, like a friendship advice, but also as my health mentor, how do you knock yourself out of that next Monday mentality? I think you have to really shift your mindset into creating the lifestyle. You know, I think we're all so used to the yo-yo diets of you have a starting point and a stopping point. And that's truly why I changed the fit cycle into a membership. And it was no longer a six week program because I just felt there there's in a lot of programs, there's no, what happens next? You know, what, what do I do afterwards? And so I think that a lot of it comes around to just having that history of having the start and the stop and that be in feeling like, like, I don't want to name drop anything, but like whole 30, for instance, if you eat something off of whole 30, you got to start all the way over. If you're doing a detox and you eat something that's not on your detox plan, you're taught that you have to start all over. And I, so I think we've kind of conditioned our brain to think that way. And so when you really come to terms with, this is my lifestyle now, my lifestyle, I mess up. And I fail some days and I don't, I'm not always 100% on the days, but it doesn't always have to be like a next Monday, just, you know, picking up the next day even, but it's not a, I'm starting over. I'm picking up where I left off, you know? 
Oh, that's so good. That really resonated with me because I think that I, I didn't even have this aha until you just said that. I think I have for all my years been taught yo-yo. So, mm-hmm. you know, do this for 30 days and then you want to start reintroducing, but there's, it's not a, a, a true lifestyle change or something sustainable. Right. I mean, there's so many things out there right now that are so restrictive and so over the top. And we have to just be honest, like the sustainability of that for a long period of time is not likely. There are a few people out there that probably have that type of discipline or would thrive in that lifestyle, but I would, I would guess most people wouldn't maybe for a portion of time. So that really hit home for me where this is truly a lifestyle and that I can own this because it's not about constantly starting over. It's that tomorrow I just do my carb cycling again. Like it's it's all good. Yeah. That just like really, I don't know, that freed me or something. I don't know what <laughs> oh, it's good. This is such good conversation. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm just trying to think of like what this community would be dying to ask you right now. Um, I think another question they would ask and one that I've heard often just in my DMs is why do you do 10,000 steps every day? Why don't you just go for a quick run or why don't you cycle? Why 10,000 steps? So maybe we should dig into that and educate people on that as well. Yeah, this is so good. And this is one of my favorite topics to talk about, actually. I know I mentioned BMR a little bit earlier when we were talking about calorie deprivation. So um, I think when it comes to anytime that you have an activity tracker, whether it's your watch or you're doing it in my fitness pal, we tend to overestimate the activity that we're actually doing during the day. And so, you know, you and I may sit at a desk at our computer working all day, but we worked out. And so we're like, oh yeah, I'm super active because I work out five days a week. Well, that's actually not the case. If you have a sedentary job and you're working out even five to six times a week, I wouldn't even consider us active. Um, That's where your steps come in. And it really is all about increasing your NEAT, your N-E-A-T, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And I think a lot of people undervalue the NEAT and the ability to just go out for a walk and how that can be a foundational thing that can increase your wellness. It can increase your weight loss. Um, and it can do so much for you. And so the reason that I think society has kind of put the 10,000 step stamp on there is because that's really about walking five miles a day. And that if you were to do nothing, if you weren't to work out, but you were to walk, you know, five miles throughout the day, and that's included, your knee is going to be your, your housework, getting your kids out the door for school, walking around the park, doing your run and your exercise, all of this is you know, goes into your 10,000 steps, but, um, you know, being able to hit those 10,000 steps is really like, if you consciously for the next week, I would challenge everybody that's listening to this podcast to track your steps and see how much you actually do not get in a day. Like it is, you do have to try to hit 10,000 steps in a day. Like you have to intentionally maybe go out for a walk or get up from your desk and move. Like when I was not focused on this and I wasn't reaching my weight loss and my wellness goals, I was probably doing maybe 3000 steps a day, but I thought I was super active and I was overestimating, you know, the fuel that my body needs, the nutrition my body needed, because I thought I was so active and I really wasn't. I I agree. And I love that you use the word intentional because that again, through you and learning through you, that has become an intention and it has actually become my favorite part of my day. So my goal is every morning to have this done by 9am and I go out, I stick my AirPods in, I have three or four podcasts that I've listened to absorbed. I breathe in fresh air. I've been in touch with nature, which just feels good. And I come home with such clarity on my day. I've downloaded ideas, a nine 
nine times out of 10, I've done stories already on my Instagram because I've had thoughts while I'm walking. And it has really become like this treasured time for me. And I think for your audience and my audience as well, mostly being women, it also gives us time alone. Yeah which a lot of us don't take because we give to everybody else around us and our work. And and we tend to put ourselves on the back burner. And so that has been something that I'm very intentional about, and it has now become a non-negotiable. And so I, I love this. And I think it is the best habit somebody can get into. And then everything else, like obviously you need to work out, but everything else gets to be the icing because you've already done the cake to move your body. Would that be accurate? Oh yeah, I think so. Absolutely. And just, I mean, there's so many wellness benefits of getting out and getting your steps in, but setting up your day and getting those steps in, you know, first thing in the morning can completely change your wellness. Even if, because here's what I was going to say, because I think a lot of people, when you say, Hey, let's create a morning routine, try and set your alarm for an hour earlier to get up and work out. Well, to be honest, that doesn't work for me. I don't have a traditional morning routine. I don't want to get up and freaking lift weights and <laughs> puff and puff and all of that. But I, and I, so I think when people think like, Oh, I got to get up an hour early to work out. No, like get up an hour earlier, take your coffee with you on your walk. And just, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, be in touch with nature and listen to a podcast or meditate at that time. It's like, it doesn't have to be what society tells you it has to be. It can be whatever you want it to be. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, and yeah, you're, you, I just, and I think it's almost like a movement right now. I think right now you see people online doing their 10,000 steps and it's so simplistic. And when somebody give, comes up with an excuse, I've talked to people like, oh, I can't do that. It's almost like you think to yourself, yeah, you can. You're just not making that a priority. Would you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. That's like, it's really hard for me to keep a straight face when somebody says, you know, they don't have time or they can't do it because there's somebody who's way busier than you with way more kids than you doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And be the evidence. And I also think mama's listening in or even women in general, you don't even have to be a mom health by living an example is the greatest gift you can give people around you, you know, raising kids and raising daughters. I know I don't talk to them about their bodies. I don't talk to them about weight gain or weight loss. It's just not a part of our vocabulary. And I thought the best thing I can do to help them have a great mindset and to be in control and empowered with their health is to be an example to them. And that is something I carry very near and dear to my heart because I know that my mom was an example of that to me and how that's impacted my life. Yeah. I 100% agree. Mm, This is so good. Okay. So we've talked all things, carb cycling. We've talked intermittent fasting. We talked 10,000 steps. We talked app development. I feel like this has been like the juiciest, nicest conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And all I want to say is go get the fit cycle app friends. Like, honestly, I, I, you'd think I'm, I'm a part of their team. I'm not, I'm just someone who has literally been changed and really um, inspired, I think is the proper word from using this app. And I, I am committed and I'd love actually as a community here, the Becoming Iconic community. What if we all committed to following that app to a T for the month of whatever month this is, let's just say the month of August. What if we just decide that for the month of August, we all get this app, we really immerse ourselves in it and commit to our health. And it's again, not about weight loss. It's not about looking a certain way, but really about empowering ourselves to do the right things, to fuel our bodies versus undernourish our bodies, to move our bodies versus you know, sit around and shame ourselves. It's really so contradictory one side or the other. And let's really lean into that healthy side. And so I just want to link that into the show notes for you, Lindsay, and let them know um, where they can find you. Where can they find you? 
Yeah. So I think the easiest way is probably to go through the fit cycle on Instagram and it's the fit cycle and it's two T's in fit. Um, and then I believe I'm linked in the bio, but my Instagram is Lindsay Holsey and it's just my name, Lindsay Holsey, but usually people are like, how do you pronounce Holsey or how do you say Holsey? So, um, probably the fit cycle would be the easiest way on Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. Let's get everybody over there. And Lindsay, I end every podcast with this question. So I must ask you as well. And that is how are you going to be iconic today? Today, I am actually doing a training on my Instagram stories on how to track your macros. So I'm super excited for that. So I'm sure it'll be in my highlights. So if you're listening to this, come check out my Instagram and look for those little two minute training highlights that I've been doing. Perfect. Can't wait to learn from you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being here. And uh, I just, I learned so much. I hope people listen to this over and over again and really start educating themselves on how to be healthier versions. So thanks again, Lindsay, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. It was. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how grateful I am. My heart is here to serve and build a beautiful community. And in that, I do want to mention something that's very important and exciting. I have a new freebie over at the website. Okay, so our website is jenspiegel.com. Shoot over there, pick up your new freebie. It is a 14-day launch strategy. This launch strategy has been used by hundreds of people, and I'll let you know a hundred times over over, it has been uber successful because it is very succinct, concrete, and systematic on how to get out your new program, your new podcast. Maybe you're launching a new business. It does not matter what it is. Any launch needs a strategy. And so I am giving this to you for free. Shoot over to the website, download it. I promise you it will make the world of difference in terms of sales, promotion, engagement, excitement over that next launch you have. I'm so excited to gift it to you because I only ever gave this to my VIP clients, but I knew it was just another way I could give back to this beautiful community we're building. So let me know what you think of it. Please, if you feel so inclined, leave a review today, shoot me off a message in the DM, share the podcast. It is the best way to continue building this community of beautiful people. And I just want to wish you a great day. But in fact, icons, why don't we go make it a great day? Mwah.